Hey guys, my name is Lisa M. Waring and this is Real Talk, a podcast where I discuss movies and TV more extensively and how art imitates life, imitates art. We are continuing our action movies at Christmas time theme with the 2000 action crime thriller, Reindeer Games, starring Ben Affleck and Charlize Theron. I have never seen this movie, but I've always wanted to, so now's the perfect time. Spoilers ahead. Let's get into it. We open up and we see dead Santas everywhere. It is a Santa massacre. This movie is not for kids. They made that very clear. Message received. We flash back to six days before where we meet Rudy Duncan, a man serving five years in prison for stealing a car. Rudy and his best friend in jail, Nick Cassidy, are talking about all the things they're going to do as soon as they get out of there. Rudy, he just wants a hot chocolate, keeping expectations low. I dig it. Nick is looking forward to meeting this woman, Ashley, who has been writing letters to him while he's been in prison. They're like prison pen pals. They met through some kind of convict magazine. Both Rudy and Nick have only got three days left on their sentences. Then they're free. Which, if movies have taught me anything, means that crap is probably going to hit the fan soon. Then they see another inmate, this big dude named Alamo, who is giving Rudy the stink eye. Rudy tells Nick that Alamo thinks that he ratted him out when he definitely didn't. Nick's like, don't worry about it, dude. It's fine. Three days and we're out of here. They're back in their cell and Rudy is questioning if Ashley is real. If she looks the way she says she looks. He's messing with Nick, giving him a hard time about pining after a woman who he's only seen in pictures and may not actually live up to the hype. Nick teases Rudy about being jealous and Rudy admits that what he really wants is to go back home to his little town of Sinew and sit down with his family for Christmas dinner. Did I mention that it's almost Christmas time? It's almost Christmas time. Nick now questions Rudy. Is he sure that his father has forgiven him for screwing up? After all, his father has not visited him the whole time he has been in jail for five years. He might not be going home to a warm welcome. It's lunchtime and they're sitting down and eating. Let me just tell you that the prison food alone is enough motivation to keep me a law-abiding citizen. It looks disgusting. Then a couple prisoners find giant roaches in their jello. All of them. I mean giant, like palmetto bugs big, like Texas roaches big. Oof. This starts a riot, which I can totally relate to. Most of my food, somebody's got to go. The whole place is up in a ruckus. Everybody's going at it. Nick and Rudy are trying to stay out of the melee, and Nick reminds him, don't get into a fight, guy. We only got two days. Nick, my boy, this countdown, it is not helping your cause. This prison SWAT team moves in and calms things down. But not before Alamo gets a chance to try and attack Rudy. Nick pushes Rudy out the way and ends up getting shivved in the stomach by Alamo. The guards manage to subdue Alamo and Nick dies in Rudy's arms. Just two days left before he would be free. This is like those 80s movies where there's a cop who's like three days away from being retired. You automatically know he about to die. 
Finally, the day of freedom has arrived and Rudy is walking out the prison doors. He recognizes Ashley from all the pictures on the wall in the cell waiting for Nick. He walks by her and gets on the bus. Bus starts to pull off, bus stops, and Rudy gets off the bus. Rudy approaches Ashley and tells her that he's Nick. What? After all, they've never met. She doesn't know what Nick looks like. Ashley and Rudy go grab something to eat, and then they get a hotel room and get it on. Very shady, my dude. Afterwards, Ashley is gushing to Rudy about how wonderful the words were in the letters that he wrote to her. Rudy tries to downplay it, saying that he got help from his cellmate with some of those words. Doesn't matter. Ashley is over the moon for him. While she's out of the room, Rudy pulls his driver's license out of his wallet and flushes it down the toilet. Excuse me? Um, I thought you wanted to go home, Nick. You get a little poom poom, and all of a sudden your plans change out of nowhere? I guess you can't deny the power of the poom poom. Ashley takes him shopping. This girl is all bubbly and happy picking on clothes. Rudy stands in the mirror and tells himself, just for the holidays, just let her enjoy the holidays. Okay, Ryder, I see what you tried to do here. You're trying to make Rudy look admirable. Like he doesn't want to hurt her feelings. Didn't work. He's moving like a scumbag for real. Just when I'm about ready to wash my hands of Rudy, he returns back to the hotel room and proceeds to get jumped by four dudes. Who say, welcome home, Nick. Does Nick have some secrets that he never told Rudy? The main guy named Gabriel says, hey, sis. Huh? Excuse me? He tells Rudy that he's been reading his letters from prison and knows all about his job at the casino. Gabriel wants that information so he can rob the casino. Rudy quickly comes clean and says, okay, I'm not Nick. I I was just lying. Please let me go. So Gabriel says, let me get this straight. You lied about being who you were just so you can get in my sister's pants? And you think telling me that's going to help your cause? Yeah, I don't know how that's not going to get you shot, dude. Lucky for Rudy, Gabriel doesn't believe him. Then Gabriel yells at Ashley saying, you told me that you'd get your boyfriend to help. Well, Ashley's not as innocent as she claims to be, eh? Okay. All right. Rudy insists that he's not Nick. So Gabriel takes his men out to shoot him. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, bruh, hold on, bruh. Rudy has a change of heart and admits to being Nick, and he promises to help them. But first, he wants some pie and hot chocolate. So they take him out to a diner and get him pie and hot chocolate. Rudy has a bit of a smart mouth, which causes him to make some comments that get him a blow to the nose by one of the goons sitting next to him. That goon happens to be Machete, Danny Trejo. They pull out a badly hand-drawn diagram of the casino and demand to know where all of the secret doors and passageways are. Rudy looks over the diagram and he immediately goes, oh, they remodeled the place. This is nothing what it used to look like. I don't even know what it looks like now. They get mad and they're ready to kill him. 
But hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. He promises that he'll still help them. He'll just case the place and see what's changed inside. He also mentions that the casino manager has a powwow case in his office where he keeps a huge stash of money. Let me just say right now that Rudy is impersonating Nick. So they're calling him Nick, but he's Rudy. So if I accidentally cross the words and say Nick instead of Rudy, just keep that in mind. I'm trying to like not get confused. <laughs> they put him in a hotel room and chain him to the bed and leave him in there with Ashley, who still thinks he's Nick. She apologizes to him and tells him that she does love him and she's just trying to get away from her brother. She also admits that her brother and his goons have never actually robbed anybody. So these dudes have never pulled off a heist before and they want to jump right into robbing a casino? They went from zero to 100? They ain't even held up a liquor store? Baby steps, guys. Baby steps. Work your way up. This kind of pisses off Nick and he yells at her to get out of his room and spends the night alone. The next day, Gabriel and his goons drop off Ashley and Rudy at the casino. So Gabriel sends them into a casino owned and run by Native Americans on a reservation dressed as a cowboy and cowgirl. The irony. Gabriel also sends one of his men to watch them. Make sure there's no funny business happening. Oh, snap. Not a young Ashton Kutcher making a cameo. Rudy excuses himself and goes into the bathroom. The goon stops and talks to a waitress who's been working there for years and asks her, when did they remodel the place? The waitress says, they never remodeled the place. Uh-oh, he just figured out that Rudy was lying. He runs into the bathroom after him, but Rudy has already switched clothes with Ashton Kutcher and gotten out of there. So these guys open their trunk and pull out guns in broad daylight in front of a casino. What? Nobody is seeing this? Now, mind you, they are basically in the mountains, nothing but snow everywhere. Rudy's on foot, going through the snow. They get in their cars and catch up to him. Ashley gets away, and Rudy takes her hand, and they start running. Gabriel and his men start chasing them across, like, some kind of frozen lake and shooting at them and causes Ashley to fall through it. Without hesitating, Rudy jumps in after her and rescues her out of the icy pond. But now Gabriel has been caught up to them. Gabriel brings Rudy back to the hotel room, shivering. This man's probably got hypothermia by now. And takes actual, you know, the steel real darts and starts throwing them at him. It's the real metal darts, okay? It looks painful. They toss him back in the room with Ashley and she starts taking off his wet clothes, warming him up. She thanks him for saving her. And he admits that he fell in love with her through the letters. And I think this part is true because he was reading Nick's letters. I think he did fall for the girl. Rudy tells Ashley that they need to steal the money themselves. This is the only way she'll be able to escape her brother. So they go to Gabriel and tell him they need to be a part of the plan, a part of the robbery itself inside the casino. And Gabriel has the perfect disguises for them. Santa Claus costumes. Mm -hmm. They agree and throw him back in the room chained up. They take Ashley somewhere else. Somehow, Rudy has gotten a hold of one of those darts and uses it to free himself from the chained bed. He sneaks out, but again, he's kind of still in the middle of nowhere in the mountains at this hotel. So he 
checks some of the cars and finds a pocket knife. He sneaks around the hotel room and finds Ashley in the pool with Gabriel, who is not her brother, but her boyfriend. Damn, I was fooled. She'd been playing him from the start. Clever girl. Rudy's about to hitchhike out of there when he hears the goons coming. So he runs back upstairs into the room and rechains himself to the bed just as the goons come in to check on him. Oh, the anxiety. <laughs> the next night is Christmas Eve. It's heist day. Rudy, Gabriel, and Machete enter the casino as drunk Santas and sit at the table playing whatever it is, poker, craps, whatever it is. Rudy causes the distraction as part of the plan, which allows Gabriel to sneak in through the back up to the security room. He gets the signal and the other two guys fly in and start shooting up the place. I think they managed to kill like most or all of the guards, but not without casualties. Two of their people go down. Ashley walks in and tells the remaining guys to hurry up and grab the money. She puts a gun to Rudy's head and forces him up the stairs to the security room where Gabriel is. Inside, Gabriel has kind of beat Inside, Gabriel's actually beaten up the casino manager and shows Rudy to the casino manager and says, is this Nick Cassidy? Casino manager says, no, that's not Nick. These dodos finally figure it out. This is not Nick Cassidy. Took y'all long enough. They get ready to shoot Rudy, but he says, no, no, no. There really is a pow-pow safe with the stash of money. He says it's behind the liquor cabinet. And what do you know? There's a safe behind the liquor cabinet. Gabriel forces the manager to open the safe. Pow. Wow. Pow wow. Okay. Very smart, Nick. Pow pow. Okay. Pow pow. Nice. They duck and move and get out of there. By this time, the only ones left alive are Gabriel and Ashley, and Rudy. They take Rudy at gunpoint and the money and get on a big semi-truck and start driving away. Why aren't they just shooting Rudy? Like, what are we doing? They drive to the edge of a cliff and open up the back truck where there's a car inside. And that's when they lay out their plan. They're going to put him in the car and push him off the cliff. Okay, I guess that's why they didn't shoot him. But the car will blow up. All right, whatever. Gabriel has Rudy at gunpoint, and Rudy starts talking trash to Ashley. How bad a person she is, how Nick really loved her. Guy takes a shift for you, you go chasing his girlfriend. Don't talk to me about greed. I never said anything about a shift. How'd you know there was a shift? Said it. You said the real Nick died saving you. No, I didn't. I said he died. He turns to Gabriel. How would she know that? Gabriel pauses and he looks at Ashley. What's going on, babe? What's he talking about? Ashley shoots and kills Gabriel immediately. This just took another twist. What is going on? Out of the shadows comes Nick. What? He's still alive. Another twist? Are you kidding me? Turns out Nick had played Rudy. He paid Alamo, the big guy, to just give him a flesh wound while he had like a fake bud pellet in his mouth that made him bleed and look like he was dying then he played the guards to spread the rumor that he was already dead this was all some elaborate plan to get rudy to help gabriel and his goons 
rob the casino so that Ashley and Gabriel could take the money and leave. Huh? What I really appreciate in this moment is that Rudy goes, ah, that plan isn't really solid. Anything could have happened and gone wrong. Nick agrees. It had a very small chance of success, but yet here they are. They inform him that five Santas went into the casino, so five Santas have to get found. They put him in the car and get ready to drive him off the cliff. But remember that pocket knife he found? He still has it. As they're rolling the car out of the back of the semi, Rudy frees himself and manages to get the car started. Remember, that's what he went to prison for, stealing cars. He immediately gets the car started, reverses it, backs it into the truck, and hits Nick, severely wounding him. He puts it in drive and then hits Ashley and hops out of the car as it goes over the cliff with Ashley. Blows up. He then puts the semi-truck in drive and makes it go off the cliff with Nick inside. And that's when he notices that the two bags of full of money are on the side. He grabs them and starts walking. He walks all night. And in the morning, as he's passing houses, he's taking bundles of money and putting them in people's mailboxes as he's going along until he's all out of money. But then he sees a sign that says, Sinew, 15 miles, his hometown. And he makes it all the way there where he gets to sit down and eat Christmas dinner with his family. But he's still wearing the Santa outfit for some reason. Roll credits. My thoughts. Is it possible to both love and hate a movie? Because I think this is one of those for me. This movie is ridiculous and the title makes sense because this movie had hella games in it. So many twists. Honestly, I stopped caring about the love story like an hour in, which was the right move, considering Ashley turned out to basically be a Black Widow spider. Her evolution was interesting. When we met her, her hair was kind of a little curled, and she had these you know, light colors and angelic look about her, this innocence. She was pretending to be innocent and dumb. Which got on my nerves because I, I was fooled into thinking that was her real character. You fooled me, Ryder. You fooled me. But by the end, her little curls are more straight. And her hair even looks darker. She's wearing black and she is just, she's in full viper mode. Which now makes sense because I'm like, okay, Rudy's a convicted felon on parole. I get why he's not trying to yell out for help. No one would believe him. But Ashley, Ashley had more free range. Why didn't she call for help? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Viper. I will say this movie is like two hours long, which is way too long. There are like 15 minutes of this movie that I could, you could just cut and wouldn't change anything. This includes a scene in which the casino manager is like be begging the Native American tribe, like he's meeting with them, telling them, you know, he's working on trying to get the casino profitable this scene had no payoff, except to inform us that the casino manager was able to get Coke and Pepsi to both be served at the bar. 
which is impressive. I will give him that. There's a hardcore rival between these two brands, and you will never see them being served at the same establishment. So Gabriel and his guys, they were basically just a bunch of truckers who just wanted more for their life. Well, they also ran guns. They weren't innocent. But man, they were kind of dumb. Oh my gosh. They were like the opposite of Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> they had no couth, no intellect, no plan, no real plan. I guess that's why they were easy targets for Ashley, which not even her real name. Her real name was Millie. I was about to say Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> that's Stranger Things. But her real name was like Millie something. So there were several times in this movie where I was just like, why is Rudy still alive? <laughs> like there were so many times that like there was good reasons to shoot him and nobody did it. Of course, now after watching, it makes sense. You know, Ashley was trying to make sure he didn't get shot. But her aside, if I was Gabriel, I would have shot him. I mean, he lied to me. He tried to get away. Shady. Too shady. So the writer wanted me to like Rudy and it was difficult in the beginning because even though he was being manipulated, he still, from his perspective, lied to his dead prison mate's girl and slept with her. So to make up for that, the circumstances had to get real crazy and every other character in the movie had to be worse than him. Remember that, guys. Your protagonist doesn't have to be a saint. They just have to be a little bit better than the antagonist. Antiheroes are a good example, like uh, Black Adam, Deadpool, Punisher. We need to like them. Now, question for you guys. If Nick and Ashley, or M Millie, whatever her name is, had gotten away with their plans and gotten away with that money, who do you think would have double-crossed the other first? They're both formidable masterminds. And there's clearly some feelings there, but mm, Ashley sass Millie double-crossed two men that she had slept with to get something out of them. Nick double-crossed his best friend in jail and had no issues with his girl sleeping with two dudes, which really isn't love. So just saying. Once the money started drying up, they'd be in trouble. Somebody would be getting taken down. The question is who? I think I'd vote for Nick. Here's why. Ashley made the most sacrifices. She was definitely invested. I think he'd be able to trick her and double cross her much sooner. So there were two things that bothered me. One, I realized on a second watch that when they were all in the casino manager's office that Rudy had said, yeah, the, you know, the pow pow uh, safe is behind the liquor cabinet. Remember I was cellmates with Nick. There's some stuff he did tell me that I remember. The pow pow safe turned out to just be guns where the manager could like shoot and shoot them up. That doesn't make sense. Why would Nick in his master plan tell Rudy about the pow pow safe? And even if he did tell Rudy about the pow pow safe, he would have told Ashley as well. She would have known. And she was there and was just as surprised. Like, did he just guess that every cause person has like a, a safe in their office for protection? And if so, it's called the pow pow. Okay, it just, it just, it, that one thing didn't make sense to me. So if you guys know something more about that, let me know because I'm, I, I don't have a theory on that. I don't understand. That just might be a loophole in the story. The other thing, um, 
before I get to that, I know some of you were thinking, why didn't he just keep the money? It's right there. It's basically easy money. That's what his dad told him when before he got into prison. He, you know, stop doing these low down dirty shady things. You know, easy money will get you in trouble. It's not good. And that's why he ended up in prison. So at some point, he realized that it's just not worth it. This, this path of chasing easy money, it's destructive. Rudy finally got it. All money ain't good money. But why did he keep the Santa outfit, though? That's the thing that throws me off. Because, yeah, he's home and everything. But, again, they know five Santas walked into that casino. I guess they, he thinks that maybe when they find the wreckage, they'll assume that the Santa outfit got up in the blaze. I don't know. I don't know. When they find the bodies of Ashley and Nick, they'll probably just put two and two together and assume that they were the ones with behind the heist. So I guess he's okay. All right, let's hear it. Who has seen this crazy movie? <laughs> what do you guys think about it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Let me know in the comments. Let's talk about it. Next week is the viewer's choice. I took a poll and you guys voted. Our last action Christmas movie of the month is going to be The Long Kiss Goodnight. I am looking forward to checking it out. If you enjoyed hanging out with me today, please hit that like button, subscribe, ring the notification bell so you can always be up to date on what's going on. For early access to episodes, exclusive content, perks, and bonuses, check out my Patreon, NXT Global Productions, and become a part of the community. We're also on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcasts. All links will be in the description. Later!